You're listening to the Awkward High Five Podcast. You can follow along in your book. You'll know it's time to turn the page when you hear the chimes ring like this. Whew, it is warm in here. Well, you have your coat on. Yes. Oh, do I? How did that happen? Because it's cold out. Yes. Yes. It is. It's a bit nipply out. I mean nippy out. <laughs> what did I say? Nipple? <laughs> oh, there is a nip in the air, though. Can I take something out for you? <laughs> I was just... Uh... I was just looking at something for my wife. God rest her soul. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. Oh, no, no, she's not dead yet. We're just divorced. She's history. And obviously she doesn't wear underwear. And there are plenty of shopping days left until adulteries, adulthood, which is to say Christmas as a mule, mule log. Not a log, I don't have a log, but I mean, you know, just if I had a log, not in the sense that you think I said I did. Good golly. Tis the season to be merry. Well, that's my name. Oh, shit. She's not dead. She's history. I saw, um, I went to it. <laughs> One more firework. <laughs> She's history. I met Chevy Chase. Did I tell you this story? No. Yeah. I went to a, um, Wait, we've done all this Chevy talk and you met him before all that Chevy talk? Yeah, I didn't tell you about <laughs> no. this. No. It was like a few months ago, like three months ago. I was writing, I was doing, um... Uh, like writing like one-liner jokes for this this website or whatever. It's kind of like a social media site. Um, I guess I give it a plug. It's called ComedyWire.com. It's pretty cool, and it's like where comedy writers kind of go and just like kind of work out their shit. And it's just other comedy writers and stuff or whatever. And um, not that I'm not in the sense that I have a lot. <laughs> <I knew you. laughs> not that I not that I'm a comedy writer, but you know I fancy myself a writer and I do that kind of stuff on the side or whatever. And um, and uh, they they do like these uh, events every once in a while, and like the top writers get to go. And they had a thing in the city um, where they chose. I think it was like fifty people. I was luckily one of the people that they chose because I was like at the top of their ranker as far as jokes go, or whatever at the time. That's awesome. And we went to this improv place, and uh, it was Chevy Chase, Gilbert Gottfried, um, Tom Leopold, who's like a writer for Cheers and Seinfeld and stuff. Okay. Um, Jackie the Joke Man, Martling, and Paul Schaefer, and they did like a. Uh, That's a mixed bunch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they, but they did like a, you know, it was like kind of like a Q and A, but it was such a small thing that we all kind of like 
hung out, you know, and then and whatever. Yeah, that's awesome. And and but it was it was weird meeting, um, like you know, however pushing seventy Chevy, you know, yeah. and and when I'm I'm looking at these this uh you know trying to get these clips or whatever and i see that chevy it's like weird that it's the same person and i kind of feel the same way about bill murray now too it's like if you watch ghostbusters or or you know quick change or something like that and then you see bill murray now yeah. like you always feel like they're the same person but when you take that contrast it's it's very weird well because when we were uh well, pretty much introduced to them and we were like big fans of them they were already kind of old and then well, we would watch the older movies from them, and they looked super young. And mm. now they're just really old, and it just looks so weird to us. Well, let me tell you something, my friend. Um, if you were Bill Murray right now, at your age, you'd be wearing a Ghostbuster uniform. Right. <laughs> he was 35 years old. I when know. He made Let's that not movie. get into this. This is where we get depressed. <laughs> <laughs> um, welcome to the Awkward High Five Podcast. My name is Devin. Rich. And... Uh, Thank you for being with us on this holiday week. We we were just talking before the show. I think what we're going to do is we're going to do this show, and then we're we're not going to do the Friday show because it's Christmas. Um, and although we are devoted to bringing you the best programming in the world, mm-hmm. um, it, it just doesn't really make much sense. We're playing with the idea of maybe making up a show on Saturday, but I'm not going to promise that that's there. So. If you're an avid listener of the Awkward High Five podcast and a show doesn't pop up around Saturday, don't worry. Richie isn't in jail. I'm not in a ditch someplace. Um, we're just taking that weekend off to be with our friends and family for the holidays. And then what we're going to do is next Tuesday, a week from today, or maybe a little bit closer whenever you're listening to this, we're going to do our Awkward High Five year in review show, yeah. um, which will be right there, available Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, whatever, right for the New Year's, and we're going to go that way. Yeah, we'll save the weekend and we'll make Tuesday boombastic for everybody. Mr. Boombastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to say real quick. Uh, well, actually, I wanted to say at the top of the show instead of of, uh, of at the end when I normally do is just um, if you if you listen to the show and you haven't left a, a review on iTunes yet, please go on iTunes and just write a review. Um, we're, we're having the 100 review party sooner or later <clears throat> right now we're sitting around 30 reviews something like that still so we got a ways to go i think we uh we should clarify for people that don't have itunes if they go to subscribe to itunes and they throw that give credit card information at you not to sweat it because you don't get charged anything that's just to sign up for itunes and don't worry there's no charge for anything it's yeah, well, it's basically creating an Apple ID is what it right, is, right? But so I've, I know people that have seen that give credit card information and shit themselves and shut, oh. shut the computer off. <laughs> <laughs> the government is watching. Yeah, no, it's yeah. I mean, Apple asks for your your credit card as do m- m- most things nowadays. Yeah. But what that is is if you ever do want to make a purchase on on Apple, it's already on file, and then and then what happens is you're like, oh shit, that new Adele dropped, and then you go to get it, <laughs> and then they say, can we charge your credit card? And you say yes, or you say no, or you don't ever buy anything there, especially not the awkward high five podcast because that's free as shit mm-hmm. and always will be free as shit. We'll give you money. Uh, really? Okay. That's, that's RTG saying that, not me. Um, but, uh, yeah, so whatever, you know, if you have a Apple ID or you feel generous enough to make an Apple ID just to leave us a review or whatever it may be, we'd appreciate it. But as soon as we get to a hundred, we are going to throw this party. Um, Richie is going to drink a live goldfish Mm -hmm. and, uh, and it will stay live. Right. We, and also, if you can, go on and follow us uh, on, on Twitter at um, awkward hi, the number five. Um, 
That's, any tweets happening in the internet? There's sphere? some tweets. Like yeah. I said, I said, I think I said last episode or the episode before. Um, Brian from Nephew's Skate Shop and 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 those people, they're they're always tweeting and shit. Um, our, I, I, our friend Mike who lives in Florida, he's always tweeting stuff. I got oh, some cool. pictures. Uh, Mike who lives here is tweet. There's people tweeting, but you know, it's uh, it, it, that the the only reason I push the Twitter so much. And like I said, it, we do fine on Facebook. We're getting new likes every day on Facebook. People are messaging. We are. Yeah. Oh, okay. People are messaging us on on Facebook, and Facebook is grand. But the the thing with Twitter is the way that that's set up is it's it, you could actually have a dialogue with people like in real time, basically. You, you know what I'm saying? It's almost like. Uh, um america online instant messenger was that what that was called <laughs> wow i'm surprised that you know that <laughs> oh that hurt my head to say that <laughs> america online <laughs> that's struggling you still have one of those free 30 hour cds yeah. when or... i turn my computer on it's like <laughs> <laughs> the, the lightning and the key everybody everybody uh remembers the guy running Right, so when you hit the modem, it would be like the yellow, little yellow America Online guy running. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. But before that, there was the the triangle Illuminati America Online sign, <laughs> and then there was a key on the other side, and lightning would shoot across and hit the key. That was like really? the very first. <laughs> the yeah, key master. And it took forever. I remember there was this dude that was older than us who lived in uh, Homedale, which is a well-to-do uh, area uh, in Central Jersey, and um, he had rich parents, and he was like one of the first people ever to have the internet, and we went over there. Um, a few. What the fuck is the internet? <laughs> we went over there, and uh, he promised the, the 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 prospect of seeing a nude woman on the internet. <laughs> so we were like all in, and this shit took not only did it take like a half hour to connect to the internet. Then when he finally went to go choose the the picture, it was like one of those things where it was like bleep bleep, like going down, you know. So you would see like her forehead, then the top of her ear. And then her chin, and then yeah. as soon as it was getting down to the titties, like you see the cleavage, you know, and it was like <laughs> <It> froze. <laughs> I actually, that's that was actually more exciting than what it is now, where you could just type in anything and everything's in your face. Right yeah. there. It was actually gave some. Uh, how the fuck did we get yeah, on this? That's almost like when uh, when no one had cell phones, and like there'd be one rich dude, with rich parents that had the Zach Morris phone, and you're like, oh, dude, let me use that, and it was like five hundred dollars a call, yeah, right. And you would call someone just to be like, I'm calling you from a cellular phone. <laughs> You'll and never it. guess where I'm calling <laughs> you from right now. My car, <laughs> and that's it. See you later. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, you know, someone put up a, a picture the other day on one of these whatever, um, like a meme about beepers. And, you know, it, we all remember beepers if you're at a certain age. And that was that was a weird little caveat of time that we all kind of freaked out yeah. and, and acted like we we're like little mini drug dealers. <laughs> but um, the thing that, that had me fucking rolling laughing was they had the beeper, but then they had the beeper chain. Do you remember that? I do. So I, I, ne- I, I never had one. But I never had one either. But but some, I and I, you know shit. what? <laughs> Like that's going to stop someone from jacking it. <laughs> I think I think the people who wore the beeper and the beeper chain are now the same people who wear the cell phone in the case around their belt. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not an electrician or some sort of project manager on a construction site <laughs> or something like that and you rock that on the belt like that, it's so weird. And it's worse when they have those giant phones too and it's all hooked up on the side. Yeah, right, or they have like oh. two or three of them. Oh my god. And then they they wear And then it. a random case like they're a cop like they have like a knife in it or some shit just to have a bunch of cases. And they're really skinny and they have a uh, <laughs> and they have a, a, a white Hanes t-shirt tucked into their jeans and you know yeah. what I think every time I see that? War vet. <laughs> and those shoes that look like rice. They're made out of rice. <laughs> I don't know. I'm they're not like familiar with that. They slip on shoes. They look like they're made out of rice patties. <laughs> oh, shit. I don't even know. 
<laughs> anyway, if you follow us on Twitter, this is the point: is that we can start <laughs> a conversation. Like today, we were we were talking about things we want to talk about, and you had brought up shitty Christmas gifts. Yeah. Um. That that you were you or no Christmas gifts that you really wanted, and then you got a shitty gift instead. Right? Yeah. And we were saying that's really that's a really good topic to talk about. However, then we would just say two, and then we'd high five each other and move <laughs> on. But if we had if we had a conversation going on on Twitter, we could put that up before the show. People could you know tell us what their fucking thing is. We could read their name out on the air and have a conversation at least yeah. because of our lack of phone abilities right now, yeah, live phone a lot abilities. That way. So that's why you should follow us on Twitter. We'll make a whole community about it. Um, interactive. We'll right. Get, we'll get interactive here. A high five. But you, Richard. Yes. Are pissed. I'm fuming. Once again, you are pissed at the uh, the judicial system of yeah. New Jersey. If you step outside your house tonight and you look up at the stars and you look at the moon, if you have the right kind of eyes, you could see my blood pressure rising. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea where you were going. Ah, you like that? <laughs> I didn't know where I was going either. If you had the right kind but, of eyes. <laughs> yeah. There was special moon blood pressure eyes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I'm fuming today. Today was the closest I ever came to having a grown-ass man make me cry. Make you cry? I almost cried today. Out of uh, frustration or sadness or just uh, total a combination defeat? of frustration and sadness, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I'll, I'll get down to that because I think anyone would have exploded, not just people with high blood pressure and anyone that's been drugged through the mud by the judicial system <laughs> their whole entire life. But this was just a moment, I think, where I felt the most violated ever in the history of, you know, court uh, incidents. And you've been in and out of the court system quite often. Yeah. For a very long time. It's been about 20 years now. Yeah. You're yeah. very familiar with the whole system. Yeah. I could pretty much be a paralegal if I want. I know I know how this shit works. And, you know, if I took the bar, I'd probably pass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> a few episodes back, I talked about um, how I was arrested in front of my house for absolutely nothing uh, because I had a warrant that uh, for a fine that I hadn't paid. Correct. And uh, I had to pay 550 bucks just to get out of the, uh, the police station that night. And it was a big hassle. My girlfriend had to come bail me out at like 1 o'clock in the morning. It was a terrible experience. All because I had a fine for a traffic ticket I didn't pay. And I went to pay it originally. And they said there was no record of a ticket. I had nothing to pay. And I said, that's impossible. I know I'm getting something in the mail. I, there's something to pay here. They said there's nothing. I said, you know, normally I would run away and click my heels, but I really want to check on this because of my luck. I'm going to get arrested because of this. So I went to Superior Court in Freehold to pay this fine. There's absolutely nothing on your record. I call my local municipal court. There's absolutely nothing on my record. So at that point, I said, you know what? Things do get lost in the shuffle. Maybe I'm lucky enough to where my shit either got lost or there was a computer glitch. And maybe for once in my life, I'm having good luck. But of course not. Of course, something happens. All right, slow down. And I, get down I see. I, I have those special eyes. I'm not looking into the sky, but I can see in your face that your blood pressure is going through the roof. And although it would be comedy gold, I don't want you to stroke out on our podcast. Just not yet, at least. Let's wait until at least episode 100 before you have a stroke on this podcast. All right. So, of course, I get arrested. And, uh, you know, I pay the warrant, blah. So today was my court date for that, which I didn't really have to go to. I just assumed I was getting a refund because when there is a fine and you do pay your warrant, you get the money back, you know, based on the difference. So the ticket originally was $250. My warrant was $550. So I'm thinking I'm going to court today to get a check for $300, 
which I am planning on using <clears throat> to buy Christmas gift for, gifts for loved ones, and everything would be great. Right. I'd feel a lot better that I could buy, buy gifts this year, and a lot of anxiety will be washed away. So I go to court, I step up to the stand, and the judge says, well, uh, there was already a $100 sanction, which is a word that I learned today, besides my you know knowledge of the judicial system. I just learned the word sanction, which those of you who don't know means we're just going to take more money from you. So that's what sanction means. So, so uh, but, but what is it technically? Is it some sort of tax or? I get it's a tax or. or it's it's or, something equivalent to like extra fees on your cell phone bill or something. It's just bullshit fee, that yeah. they make up in order to, to, to take more to money. To take more you. money. Okay. So he says there was already a $100 sanction and I'm going to add another hundred dollar sanction <laughs> why is that i guess because of how long this has been in the works which is not my fault again you know i'm sure he's heard that a lot but i had i told the judge this of course he didn't believe me i'm sure people say that all the time and that's where frustration number one kicks in because as you all know when you're telling the truth and someone doesn't believe you that could be the worst feeling <sighs> on this planet Dude, let me. I'm not. I'm an error, I know you hate that. Dude, I know no, but let me just tell you, yeah. uh, and, and I'll talk about it after you're done. I, I just speaking exactly on that. Uh, a friend of mine turned me on to a show on Netflix that I just watched for nine hours straight last night. Mm-hmm. Continue. I'll talk about it. But it, it, oh, okay. it, it's just that exact thing. And you even just saying that is making yeah, me mad, right? right? Now. Oh my god. So you, you can feel my blood pressure at this point. Right. So he doesn't believe me. So he adds that another hundred dollars sanction. So at this point. In my mind, the fine is up to $450. So I say, you know, this is terrible, but at least I get 100 bucks back. So it's over, blah, blah, blah. I go up to the window. I'm waiting to get my check. The lovely lady, who has amazing tits, hands me, <laughs> t- hands me my check for $1. $1? $1. Why even bother? What was the point? There was no point. I thought I was going to get a check back for some money. She gives me a check for $1. So I explained it to her. She said, go back in the courtroom. When you get a second, get the judge's attention and explain him the deal. How, you know, he sanctioned you twice. Or he sanctioned you actually three times and said there should only be two. So I waited. I was very polite. I was even getting texts from my girlfriend saying, keep your cool. Don't, you know, shoot your mouth off to this guy. If you keep your cool, you'll get what you want. Just, you know, don't flip out on him. So I was very polite. Which is, if if you're not a a, a avid listener of of this podcast, um, it is something that you have a hard time normally doing with police and authority figures. Yes. Okay. Yes. So only, uh, not all, only if they abuse their authority. If you abuse your authority and you take advantage of me and treat me like a second-class citizen, I will not stand for that because no one should have to. Nobody should have to. Mm -hmm. Not just me. Nobody in this world should have to feel like that. Unless you're a piece of shit, but I wasn't doing anything wrong. Right. And I did it in the first place, which they wouldn't believe, but whatever. So I was very polite. Went back up to the stand. So, not to interrupt here, but mm-hmm. when, can I ask you when you when you um when you explain to these these people that you did tr- indeed try to go f- pay that fine twice in two different it places? It might as well have been a lie. They didn't. They they just they, automatically didn't believe you. They might as well have been deaf while I was saying that part, they just don't and then turn their ears yeah. back on when I was done. Right. It doesn't matter what I'm saying. It's mm-hmm. it's a process. They're gonna give me whatever, and the, there, there's no emotions in the courtroom. They, no, I get that. You know, but it, even if you know, I swore on the Bible. I don't think it would have made a difference, even, even though it was the honest to God truth. Right. It didn't matter. 
Um, I mean, and I could kind of see where that, you know, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate, but I could kind of see where they would come from with that. Because if your job is dealing with dirtbags all the time, mm-hmm. you're going to end up assuming that everybody's just a dirtbag. Right. You know, I, I get that a little bit, I guess. Well, also, at the same doesn't time. doesn't mean that you should treat other people badly mm-hmm. ever. But. But, but but me explaining that to the judge, I wasn't looking for him to drop my ticket or dismiss it completely. I just wanted him to know that I did attempt to come and pay this and. You know, I wasn't just ignoring my fines. I right. just wanted him to know that, hey, you got some incompetence going on here in your in your office, you know? Yeah. But anyways, and I wasn't rude about that in the first place. I was just explaining it. That's all. So I, uh, you know, went back up to talk to him and I explained the situation and I told him, you know, how I was sanctioned the extra money. And he said, yeah, you were sanctioned once, and then I sanctioned you twice just now. That's 200 And I said, yeah, 200 From a $250 ticket, that's 450 My bill was 550 I should get 100 back. He says, no, the original ticket was 350 And I know for a fact that it was $250. And I told him this, and he did not want to hear it. The reason why he's thinking it was 350 was from the original $100 sanction that was added. So he added a, he added the $200 in sanctions thinking that that 100 wasn't already added on. So really he added on $300 right. to a $250 ticket. And then he didn't want to hear that he made a mistake. He, he just didn't make a fucking mistake. No, yeah. no. That is it's why like Merry Christmas motherfucker. That is why people hate fucking police officers. Mm-hmm. And and I'm sorry. I, I'm not going to sit here and say that I that I I hate cops like I'm you know or whatever. I understand that that they they do a lot for our community and everything like that. Right, even I understand that. But 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 th- this what you're saying right now is the reason why the people fucking get frustrated and lash out at them and hate them. You know because because that whole like I'm not going to listen to your shit. Right. You know like thing that's that is enough to make. I, I consider myself a pacifist. You telling me this story right now is making me mad. Well, it might be in conjunction with what I watched last night because I'm still pissed <laughs> on that. But yeah, it's fucking making me mad. I it, that 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 is. You know, you can't be a police officer and act like that and then and then be like, why does everybody hate cops? Well, right. that's the reason why everybody hates cops, dude, because you make yourself very fucking hateable, mm-hmm. you know, especially when the other person isn't being irrational. I totally understand if somebody's lashing out mm-hmm. or trying to lie or, or you know, whatever that, that may be, criminal activities that may be. But if you're walking in there as a as a reasonable human being saying, look, I'm, I'm here to pay my shit. I did something wrong. I'm here to pay my shit. I just want things to be equal and fair. And it's never equal and fair. Right, right. Especially when it comes to money. Mm-hmm. And that is another problem mm-hmm. is, and uh, not to interrupt, but, uh, but mm-hmm. uh, another problem is at some point in our culture police went from protecting the the community to being money generators for their municipalities oh yeah and as soon as that happened that's when all this shit happened yeah the more you arrest the more money you get right and that but that's the only purpose if you think for a second that these dwi stops are to stop people from driving drunk or to, to make people safe that, that has nothing to do with it. All it is is so that they could pull in as much money as possible yeah. for, for, for the county and all of that course. stuff. And of I course. mean, it's the same thing with, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, it, okay, go ahead. Well, it See, just, now I'm pissed. It just <laughs> it just ends with me. I, I could have said something to him. I could have been very rude at that point. I wanted to be. <laughs> but I just turned around and walked away because I knew there was nothing I could do. And when I walked out into the parking lot. I really, I almost cried. 
I really almost cried. I got so choked up because that was the money I was going to use for Christmas. Oh, God. This is they, like a beginning they, of a bad Christmas they movie. Left, they left me, complete, besides the $1 check, completely broke. And I just walked away with my tail between my legs. And there was nothing I could do about it. You shouldn't have taken that $1. You should have, just, you should have been like, here's a tip for those titties, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I just crumpled it up and threw it out. I'm not going to cash a check. I'm just so frustrated. But, you know. It just left me totally depressed. That sucks. But what am I going to do? At least that's over with, you know. Whatever. Well, I mean, it's... it's Okay, so here... I, I don't want to give too much away, but I started watching um, this this series on Netflix call, called uh, Making a Murderer, right? And the basis of this is that there's a guy, um, Steve Avery is his name. He, he, he lived in, in real life or on the show? In real life. This is a, this is a documentary. Oh, Everything okay. on this is real life. Um, and uh, he lives in Wisconsin, somewhere out, uh, outside of Green Bay. And um, he's an asshole. You know, like he, he, so basically, he comes from like the, the family of like, you know, every, every community has that one family where you're like, stay away from them. You know, they're a bunch of maniacs. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, like all the that O'Doyles. Shit. Yeah, right. The, the, like the, yeah, right. And um, <laughs> couldn't be better described. <laughs> yeah, fuck O'Doyle. Well, no, I was gonna say some actual real names, and I was like, probably shouldn't. <laughs> Let's go with the O'Doyle <laughs> because they're probably still around, and they'll probably come kill me. Uh, but uh, yeah, right. The O'Doyle's rule. Yeah, and uh, and and so this guy um, gets arrested for murder. Um, no, I'm sorry, not murder for the for the uh, the attack and the rape of a, of a woman, a jogger or something that happens on the on the beach, and the cops basically go out of their way to just pin this on this guy without real evidence as a matter of fact there's a lot of evidence to to the to to, to the contrary mm-hmm. um and he gets he gets he goes away he gets sent away he gets he gets locked up uh for 18 years right well th- he didn't have a trial he had a trial he got sentenced and what happened to all this evidence there's no reasonable doubt here they, they just said they they had enough evidence to prove him and they sent him away wow and, but here but dude this is not even this is the first episode. This guy goes to jail for fucking uh, 18 years. So now he was young. He was like in his, uh, I think he might have even been 19 or something like that. Uh-huh. So now he's in his, his mid-30s or, or whatever. And, um, you know, people uh, people kept trying to fight the case because they knew that he was innocent. They knew that he was innocent. And then finally, they uh, they were able to, with new DNA technology, Good. find out that, that no, listen. Oh, no. He find out that he was innocent and he got out, right? Um, so he gets out. It's a big to do. It's all over the news. You know, this was like a big story that people are following for a long time. Um, and then slowly but surely, it comes out all these things that the cops had known. As a matter of fact, somebody had even called in and said, I have a guy in custody who says that he committed a crime that you have somebody in your town doing life for or, or you know doing a life sentence for and they they had to know that it was him and all this stuff all this crazy shit i don't want to give too much the old away. elmo blatch scenario <laughs> so he <laughs> well, i don't know elmo blatch oh it's from shawshank oh yeah okay and so so he this dude he fucking um he's out and and he gets involved with these lawyers who who are, you know really want to go after the cops so they put together a lawsuit like an uh, uh, you know an unlawful whatever it's called lawsuit basically saying that you know you took this many years from my life so you're going to owe me all this money now the cops in this little town 
are are pissed off that he's making them look bad because now they're all over the news, you know, for being corrupt and everything. And they also are facing the fact the fact that they might have to hand over this uh, enormous amount of money that 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 this this poor community outside of Green Bay, Wisconsin. I mean, these people are all everybody involved from the top to the bottom. They're all backwoods hicks, you know. They're all hillbillies. They're living in trailer parks and you know all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, so there's not a lot of money going around. Um, and so what ends up happening is like a year or two later, uh, a, a woman who works for Auto Trader magazine, right? She's she's out taking pictures of, of cars in the neighborhood. Um, one of the cars that she's actually taking a picture of is at this guy Steve Avery's house. She goes missing, right? And they, and then all of a sudden there's there's this whole th- th- she goes missing. Everyone's looking for her. They pin this guy again with murder. Oh my god! And but this is this is what I'm gonna, I'm not going to tell you anymore. If anybody wants to go watch this, because this is a ten episode thing that they do, right? They fucking the cops the, from the top to the bottom, including the fucking FBI, are all crooked on this shit. They all conspire to fucking pin this guy on this murder. Which if you look at if you look at the evidence, there's no possible way that he fucking did this oh shit oh my god and and fucking and on the worst part about it is he's got this little retarded nephew this kid who's like 17 years old but he's like he's like a complete fucking like like doesn't know what the fuck's going on they coerce this kid to make up a story about how he went over to this guy's house he had her tied up on the bed he made her slit her throat and like rape her and then burn her in the backyard <laughs> all this shit that did not happen how old is this kid uh, the kid's like 17 so oh, oh my uh, dude God. I- i'm telling you you're gonna watch this fucking thing and you're going to lose your I mind i can't I, I my health will not permit it uh, yeah that's why your story today has hit me so hard because i watched my friend told me to watch this i started watching it at, at about seven o'clock last night I stayed up until four in the morning watching this shit because I couldn't stop watching it because I was so fucking infuriated that I I wanted to get into a car, drive to Wisconsin, and just start punching whoever I saw, scumbag, whether man. it was a cop or not. Really scumbag. And but but what it goes to show is, and I and I don't want to give away like all the things. Like you should definitely if you if you're into the true crime kind of thing, if you watch that show, The Jinx on HBO, and you liked it. Or anything like that, you're going to love this show. And I know a lot of you uh, ladies are into investigation discovery. Sure. You're planning how to kill your boyfriends. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, if you go and fucking watch this thing, man, it, it, it's it is it, it it just goes to show that if if they if the system right wants to make you a, 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 a criminal, whether you are or not, you have no fucking chance against mm-hmm. it you I have know. no chance I the know. only chance that you might even have is if you had a bunch of money you know then then maybe yeah. you could buy your way out of things but but like we all we all walk around thinking that we're free and and we uh and we walk around thinking that as long as we don't do anything bad as long as we stay good people then you know good things are going to happen to us that shit could turn on you on a dime all you have to do is either be in some pol- political some judge or some higher up politician or some higher up cop- cops bad graces uh and and if they're mm-hmm. so inclined if they're bad people and they're so inclined they could ruin your fucking life yeah and the and the um the other thing that proved uh that can i just say something yes yeah, no go ahead jump in anytime. i had a cop harass me once because he was in love with an ex-girlfriend of mine so this cop tried everything he could to treat me like shit and bust me for something anything he could i think you told this he hated my guts yeah right 
and he just hated me with such a passion because because he didn't get the chance to fuck an ex-girlfriend of mine. She she turned him down that he treated me like the biggest pile of shit and wanted to arrest me for anything. Right. Anything. Yeah. The abuse of power is um it, it, you know, it's it's a human trait. It's something that that maybe isn't even avoided. You know, I've seen it I've seen it in the smallest uh scenarios like like i worked in retail for a very long time right and i was like a manager i was like semi high up and shit but i but but ultimately i worked at a fucking music store right like i used to say to people in my job that were getting frustrated and mad or whatever which most people were getting frustrated and mad all the time there because it was definitely a, a weird situation a lot of times but i used to always say to them listen take a deep breath and know that anything that happens in these doors doesn't mean anything in real life mm-hmm. you're selling guitars who gives a shit yeah you're not curing cancer you're not doing anything else nothing matters yeah. the worst possible thing that could happen is little timmy doesn't get his fucking guitar today and he'll get it tomorrow <laughs> yeah. it's not a big deal you know but people you know how people go and so to that means i would see dudes come in there and then what would happen was they would become like an assistant manager, right? They would like give them keys. So now they have like keys to the store and they could like kind of tell a couple people what to do or something. <laughs> yeah. And they would become the biggest fucking uh-huh. assholes. Yeah. And it was like, you are, you are the fucking assistant manager of a shitty retail store. Why the fuck do you think you have any power? As soon as anybody, and it, 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 I'm not going to say everybody, it's certain type of people. As soon as they get the littlest modicum of power, mm-hmm. it just switches on, man. And it's like almost like something that they've been looking for their whole lives. And unfortunately, a lot of those people that desire that and want that are the people that become killers. Yeah. Well, or killers or in powerful positions like policemen or, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like you know, stuff like that, because it, it, there's a, there's an underlining motive motivator. There. It's I don't get it. I, there's things like that. Not that I I want to be that, but I would just like to know how that way of thinking goes, just for five minutes, just so I, I could see how that feels. You know, just, not because I would enjoy it. I just want to know how that thought pattern works. Why what? would you want that? To what feel superior over anybody? Yeah, yeah. I don't how get does it that make you feel better? Does it feel like a blowjob? Well, it's yeah, <laughs> right. Well, no. What it is is it's it's insecurity. It, there, there's never been anybody that pushed their will on anybody else, including rapists, including murderers, including everything. That that doesn't fall back to some deep rooted insecurity. Because mm. if you're a secure person, if you're, you don't it, give a shit, you don't give a shit, right? Yeah, yeah. and you know, ne- you never will give a shit. And I'll tell you what: if you're a secure person who doesn't give a shit, it intimidates the insecure people. Oh my god, that's all. That's so all. So true. Yeah, right. So true. That, and that's what. It, and you know what? And I'm speaking from experience because I've spent time in my life where I was insecure, and and maybe had, uh, um, you know, like like uh, the talking about people behind their back thing. I've done that a lot in my life. I regret it, and I'll never ever ever do it again. You know, but there was times in my life where like I might have I might have been jealous of somebody or. Or maybe angry at them. And so I felt like a, a way to, to lash out with them or be maybe like say shit about them and make them look less than and everything like that. I mean, I've actually done that. And and I look back at it now and I've, it never made me feel any better. And and the only thing when I look back at it now, it makes me think that I was the lesser person for doing that. Yeah, of you course. Know? Yeah. But some people will never re- some people retrospectively will never look back at that. They'll always that's just their way of life. Yeah. You know, yeah, of course, they just feel tearing down other people is what's going to make them be better which mm-hmm. th- it never works that never. way never the only way how is that possible right the only way that you could ever rise 
rise up as a person is to bring everybody else with you. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. if you're if your whole if your whole business or your whole look at life is tearing everybody else down around you, then you're, you're ultimately going to end up at the bottom. It's never going to make you look mm-hmm. better because people who are secure are going to see through your shit. Mm-hmm. And those uh, those are the same people that will never will never be uh, be any type of a giving person. They'll never give. They'll never know what it feels like. That satisfaction of being able to give to somebody that I'll, I'll, many people get in this world, you know. Yeah, well, they'll, they'll never know what that feels like. Well, the, yeah, the most most you know most people, and I, we're not psychologists, but um, most people that I know that are that way, that are kind of egomaniacs or or you know trying to be controlling over other people or other, are the same type of people who feel like they need to hoard their money yep. and uh, and in all that, you know, because there's never enough or they yeah. need to whatever, you know, build a fortress and, and stay inside and, and get all the shit that they can and, you know, and all that. And none of that is a healthy way to live. It's mm-hmm. just not, you know, it's... it's it, it, there is no greater feeling in this world than being able to... I mean, unfortunately, it does revolve around money because that's like the, the world we live in. There are other ways, of course, but it usually, you know, I usually get the satisfaction when I have money in my pocket and I'm able to do something for somebody or buy, even buy something for somebody. It's the best feeling in the world. Yeah. That is the best. Not even buying your, if you have enough money to buy yourself shit, that's gone in 30 seconds. But if you're able to do something for somebody or buy something for somebody, that just brings a joy to you that lights you up more than anything else can. Yeah. Right. Anything. That's that. I mean, that's the whole, that's life right there. That is, that is, you know, people are always looking for a meaning in the secret of life. I truly believe that the secret of life, if you have to boil it down to one thing, is just be good to other people. Mm-hmm. If we're all just good to each other, you know, none, none of this would happen. If there wasn't these power struggles or anything like that, we'd all be living better lives because we'd all be propping each other up. There wouldn't be these evil corporations trying to squash all the little people so they so they could hoard all the money, which isn't going to do shit for them anyway when they fi- finally get fucking prostate cancer. Who gives a fuck, yep. you know? But, um, but unfortunately, that's that's just not human nature. Yeah. People don't understand that making a living is one thing and making a life is everything. Right. Well, there is people that, that have just been and, and, you know, and it might not be their faults. It might be their lineage, their family line and stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And course. they were just brought up their whole life, told that they're better than everybody else and they need to continue to be better than everybody else. They think that their name means something and all that shit. And, uh, you know, it's something that we've been dealing with since the beginning of time, since kings and queens and, and all of that, you know, and it's just it just goes on and on. Unfortunately, in America, the system is set up so that it's easier for those people to to kind of reign supreme and really hold other people down. Yeah. You know, and, Sucks. and it's, it's a hard argument because there's a lot of people out there that I respect their opinion that I know are listening to me right now going like that is just that's bullshit. It's a you know, the, the, it's America. You should be able to make as much money as you want. And so what if somebody else doesn't make as much money and stuff? But I just I truly believe that if you think of it that way, then then you're already in a bad place, because yeah. if, if you're not thinking about how you could help somebody else, uh, it doesn't mean that you, you they need to have as much as you have. They just need to have enough, mm-hmm. you know, or and, any little thing, even if it's just a moment. Yeah, right. Even it's just a mo- like a moment in time. Yeah. You know that even that is satisfying. Yeah, sure, and 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 that's the way that that's the way that you 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 get relate you make relationships and and again the more you help other people, which is something I don't think a lot of people understand, the more that you help other people, the more that that's going to come back to you anyway. So even if you are a selfish person and your end means is how can I make my life better, you know the, the number one way to make your life better is through helping other people. 
You know, you're never going to make your life better by keeping other people down because eventually that shit's just going to come back to you. Yeah. This is the second really funny episode in the road. Every day. I know, zing zing. <laughs> the other thing, the other thing that I, I hope w- we get Zach attacked by a doctor now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I heard you guys talking out there. You're both PhD. Oh, that would be nice. <laughs> I would, I would definitely take a PhD. I, I think that would uh, help me out a little bit. Um, the, the last thing I wanted to say about that uh, making a murderer show, which again I recommend anybody who's into that stuff watch it because um, it's just gonna you're just gonna be fucking human, um, is that it. It secured something that I've I've known for a very long time, um, but it, but it's it's very very scary to me. Is that um, our judicial system and the way that it's set up is flawed in the fact that if you're on trial for something, most of those people in the jury already just think you did it, whether you did it or not. Yeah. Whether you know this this yeah. whole innocent until proven innocent until proven guilty. So bad. It's almost like it's almost the prosecution always has a leg up because you just sitting in that seat, half the at least half the people, if not more, if not the majority of the jurors of those twelve people in those seats, already I don't know why, through stupidity or just being just being told to trust cops and authorities figures their whole life or whatever, they just think that if you're there then you you must have done it because yeah. why wouldn't you be there if you didn't do it? Well, well, the trial process states its own contradiction by saying innocent until proven guilty, but when you're on trial, you have to create reasonable that reasonable doubt, which right. is saying you're already guilty, but prove to us that you're not. Right. <laughs> so right. why even say that? You look like an idiot by saying that. It's great. It's create reasonable doubt. Why you're you know the other way around? Right. You know what I mean. And and the other thing is that if you're a middle another thing that scares me about the judicial system in America is that if you're a middle class let's say anything but wealthy you know so if you're just like a standard middle class guy you know uh, in in, in a, making regular money and stuff like that or God forbid you're you're a poor person or something like that whether you get convicted or not. Just the process alone, if it's a big enough crime, is enough to ruin you anyway. Yeah. So it's like it's the second that you get you get convicted, or, and I'm sorry, not convicted, accused of anything, or arrested under suspicion of anything, and it's a big enough thing, like let's say murder or rape. Murder. Or, you're paying a quarter of a million dollars for a lawyer. Right. Or, right. <laughs> right. It's at least minimum a hundred G's. Yeah. And 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 people and unfortunately, and I'm not saying this happens all the time, but again, it goes back to the money thing. These a lot of these detectives and police officers and municipalities and all these things they have um, they, they're doing jobs they, and they're and now what they're doing are result driven jobs just like you would have in sales or something like that. So when they have a bunch of open cases that they haven't solved, it's it helps them a lot to be able to push something along, whether that person is 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 uh you know is guilty or not. Just to get somebody in the fucking jail and say we got our guy, oh, and yeah. then and we, we close this case, you know. And in the and the the one um the one defense lawyer, uh, you'll end up really loving this guy's defense lawyers, um, and really really hating the prosecutors. And actually, something really bad happens to the prosecutor at the end, which is like the, the best redeeming thing of this whole show. Um, but one of the lawyers even said one of the defense lawyers even says at a certain time he basically says like I don't believe that these cops. Are um are are setting this guy up because they murdered this person, or because they they don't they don't think that he did it, but I think that they're doing it because 
they just really want him and they just want him as the person in this, you know? Yeah. So they're going to any means in their minds. He did they, it. That's the least amount of work they have to do. Exactly. Yeah. Right. That's like, uh, you ever see the movie, the departed? Uh, yes. One of my least favorite Scorsese yeah. films. There's a very small scene where Alec Baldwin's talking to, uh, Matt Damon at the police station. Uh-huh. It's when, um, Jack Nicholson sets up another guy to look like he committed a murder that he committed. Okay. All right. So they set it up, and um, it's a little confusing to the cops, but they apparently got their man. He yeah. was framed. And Alec Baldwin's talking to Matt Damon, and uh, you know he's asking him about the case, and Matt Damon said, well, this guy did it. And I, Alec, Baldwin, I, Alec Baldwin says, uh, well, K. Bono, who benefits? And Matt Damon goes, K., who gives a shit? It's a fucking result. Right. And Alec Baldwin goes, you are a cop, my son. <laughs> they just want a fucking result. They right. don't get, arrest whoever. It's a fucking result. And that and it, it sucks because I'm sure there are people out there that are police officers because they actually want to do better for the community. I'm sure that yes, exists. We're not insulting everybody. But when but when on, on a daily basis, every time you look at the fucking news, you're seeing another person that's fucking over another person. Yeah, talk and to your boys. It's always a person with a badge. You know, it's it's hard. It's getting harder and harder. To, to, to deal with as, yeah. as a regular citizen. We are becoming a totalitarian society. And look, I'm a, I'm a white dude, well, relatively white guy. White privilege. And I'm <laughs> I'm a middle-class white guy in my 30s. Relatively white. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and so I, I'm, I'm not personally feeling the brunt. Like, you feel the brunt of the law more than I do. Yeah. I, I can't tell you the last that's time. That's because I'm Italian. Yeah, right. <laughs> that, I, yeah, that's, that's why. Because I'm yeah. in the mafia. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I've, I, it's been a long time since I've ever had any heat on me from any sort of law enforcement. But still, I can still sit there and be, and be angered by this stuff. I don't know. This thing fucking, this show. It's terrible. This show just blew me through the fucking roof. I woke up this morning with my fist clenched. I'm still angry. You told that story. Now I'm even more angry. And I don't like being angry. I meditated twice a day and I'm still fucking angry. <laughs> I want to go to this backwoods fucking town in fucking um, in Wisconsin. And I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to do. Just take a short drive over to Freehold, bro. I'll save you the trip. You could kill someone there if you want. <laughs> Why is that where they kill people? No, that's where they fucking shit it on me. Oh, is that where you had to go, Freehold? Yeah, not Superior Municipal Freehold Borough. Well, look, I'm sorry that that happened to you, but at least it's all over with now. Yeah, it's all over with. But and was, look on the bright side, you got so one... now Christmas is all over with too. I got no money for Christmas because of that one person who I'll never see again for the rest of my life just decided to fuck me in the ass. That's the way it goes. Now I can't give a one Christmas present, and now I'm gonna just feel like shit. For the rest of the season. Sucks. Well, the people around you got to understand. Of course. Totally. But that's not what I, you know, that doesn't make me feel any better. No, I get it. You want it, you want it. Well, make, make them things, do things for them. Yeah. I know that you're, you're, you're helping out, you know, helping out, um, with your girlfriend and her family. That's got to make you feel good. Yeah. But it's still, it's not, it has nothing to do with Christmas. You know, I, I like, like we just spoke about, I enjoy giving things. Yeah. I don't know. It, maybe it's materialistic or whatever, but it makes me feel good, so whatever. 
No, it's not materialistic. If you're giving things away, you want you want to you want to make other people in your life happy, right? But you know? it's it's a, a a thing that I'm giving, right? It's an item. But what we spoke about, what we just talked about, is that it doesn't actually have to be items. There's a lot of things. That I you know. Can do. Well, Christmas it kind of has to be items. Maybe you go around and be like, hey, anybody need their sprinklers check? <laughs> yeah. Check your sprinklers. Let me sing you a little carol. Yeah, go. There you go. <laughs> I'll go. go we could set it up through this if you want. <laughs> if, if you want RTG to come to your house and Christmas carol, email the Awkward High Five podcast. <laughs> and as long as it's in walking distance <laughs> you need someone to make your eggnog call rtg i'll make your eggnog <laughs> is it raining outside and you need an umbrella i'm don law i got two umbrellas you can have an umbrella just call you need to feed your goldfish i'm rtg i'll feed you goldfish. Are you hungry and you want somebody to make chicken salad i'm don law i'll make you chicken salad just call <laughs> all right that's state uh, stuff. yeah uh, yeah so, um, yeah, I don't know. I, now you got me all pissed off. I can't even like focus back on anything because <laughs> ah, I'm, 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 I'm still just pissed off about this fucking this yeah. show. So, man, it's, it's shitty. It's almost like you have to lock yourself in indoors and like just be afraid of the cops now. So, well, see that that's the whole thing though. Like you shouldn't have to do that, I but know. more, more and more and more, it seems like you almost do. You mm-hmm. know, like. Like there was a certain point in time when when you would uh, like or at least it was sold that way when we were younger that if you saw a, a cop on the street like that was like the person to go to. Yeah. Now when you see a cop on the street, it's the person to run away from. Yeah. Like, remember when you were little and if you saw a cop, you can wave to him. Hello. Now I feel like if you wave to him, hello, he'll stop his car and come out and be like, are you high? Right, right, yeah. <laughs> well, I remember, why are you waving to me? Was were you threatening me? I remember when I was a child. um, I was coming, I was walking home. I don't know where I was walking home from. I might have been walking home from school. I was probably under 10 or something like that. I was walking down the street to get to my parents' house. And um, I guess there was some sort of thing going on in the house. And there was cops everywhere. Um, And there was a few cops in front of the house. And then there was a cop kind of down the street. Now, at this point, you know, innocent little Dev has been told his whole life that, like, cops are good and stuff. So I, I I was very curious on what was going on. So I remember I walked over to the cop and I kind of just said, "Hey, what's going on?" And he was like, "Get the fuck out of here, kid!" He, Holy shit! How old were you? I was like eight. You know, oh my like God. he might not have cursed, but I think he didn't he didn't answer my question or be nice to me. He was just like, "Get out of here!" And I remember being like, "Wait, what the fuck? You're supposed to be like not your cop. You're supposed to be you're working for us. You're supposed to be nice to us." You know? HPD. I mean, I yeah yeah I, yeah. I mean, 1988. I have a few guesses who that was. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea who I got it was. a couple guesses. I have no idea. But but yeah, and I remember that being like a changing thing in my life and being like, oh shit, like I guess cops are dicks. Mm-hmm. Because before that, the only time you ever met a cop was like if they showed up at school to be like McGruff the safety dog or, <laughs> yeah. or something yeah. like that. Yeah. You know? And then you get a little bit older in your teens and you realize that especially us, the way that we looked and, and playing shows oh, yeah. and, all, and all that yeah. shit, they would just then you become target number one yeah. for these guys well, everywhere my, you go. My entire respect for cops and my fear for cops all started when I was 15 and I had a gun pulled on me for being in an abandoned house. I mean, you're 15 years old. That's what kids do. There's a, there's a, a boarded up house in your neighborhood. You're going to go in it. You know, fix the house or something. Because I'm in it, you're going to pull your gun out and tell me you're going to shoot me? The words of this officer was, I'll shoot you. Now, if I recall this correctly, you were running away from him while he did this, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I was smoking pot. Yeah. But that's no reason to pull out a gun. No, of course not. And aim it at a 15-year-old kid and tell him you're going to... He got down on one knee and put me in his scope. <laughs> oh, my God. And told me he was going to shoot me if I didn't stop running. Wow. Come on. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's hard. It is hard to fucking then, when you're 15, you have an experience like that, to then grow up having any respect for, for the police, mm-hmm. you know? 
when when you're right if the two dopey kids i know the people you're with like fucking were in in this abandoned house smoking a blunt on easter and fucking the cop catches you there's no re number one we grew up in a small town so you even if you guys scattered and run which is what ended up happening right oh yeah they you went ran to my a, house yeah. before i even got home yeah they knew who you were yeah so so don't point your gun at anybody let them run and then go collect them at their parents house what do you think they're gonna flee to mexico you know what i mean <laughs> like it's fucking they're we're talking about children here right I said freeze or i'll shoot you my reply was no you won't <laughs> as i kept running but it was great because I had to trench through the mud because I cut through a creek and I, and I was in regular clothes and I get back to my house and my mom was like, hey, what were you doing? And I was all covered in mud. I was like, oh, we were just playing some football. And my mom knows damn well I wasn't <laughs> playing no football. And she's like, no, you weren't. You were smoking pot in this abandoned house around the block. And I was like, holy shit, how did she know this? <laughs> it's been 15 minutes. That's- and it was great because like we just started smoking. And as I was running from the cops, the weed started to kick in. And because I'm running, because <laughs> I'm running through these backyards, all these dogs start barking. I was like, they got the fucking dogs out already. <laughs> That's got to be a little weird. You're, you're just getting, you're just getting into that twilight when you're like high thing and, and then a cop has a gun in your face oh, man. or at your back at least. Such, such a bummer. <laughs> I, 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 I spent very few, uh, uh, moments running from cops as a kid. I, I, I remember, I remember a few. I mean, woods parties were. Yeah. If if you're listening to this and you grew up in any sort of a rural town, I'm sure that you're familiar with the phenomenon that is a woods party, mm-hmm. where everybody in town would would somehow procure a few kegs of beer, drag them as far as they can into the epicenter of the woods, <laughs> feeling like the trees around us are going to protect us from cops. <laughs> but they did. And then what? No. What happened at every single woods party is we would party for like an hour or two, and then and and the cops probably, in their defense, probably even let it happen mm-hmm. because they're just like whatever they're in the woods what are they gonna do but it was always like clockwork like 10 30 11 o'clock at night because that was after uh noise curfew that finally some lady <laughs> who was trying to watch fucking unsolved mysteries and fucking finger herself <laughs> was like these kids are getting weird in the back and then uh, like clockwork the cops would swarm in and then we would all scatter like cockroaches yeah. and run through the woods and it would be dark and you might be on some substances and you'd be hitting running into trees because they yeah. look like shadows and yeah. shit so i've done that a couple times and then there was the one incident do you remember at um, Sycamore when we all ran? The oh, yeah, yeah. Shit ever? Oh, my shoes were untied. Yo, my <laughs> Take shoes. your Walkman, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, me and Richard were, were hanging out with some unsurly uns- use, I guess like, <laughs> you could call it. Some... Uh, and uh, and they were rolling a um, a marijuana cigar on the <laughs> on the corner, and and uh, the cops rolled in like just like kind of just one eight seven does. Oh, and it was great because one of the people we were with said, "What if a cop rolled up right now?" And right. He was like. <laughs> and then we right booked, in. and then we booked, and everybody ran in different directions. Um, and we hadn't even done anything illegal besides, I guess, holding some marijuana. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and there was one person with us who uh, who was running and um, had his shoes untied. And was yelling at somebody else, going, "Yo, my shoes on tied, yo. Yo, my shoes on tied, yo." That shit was so funny. Are you ready to have your mind blown? I'm always ready to have my mind blown, and other parts of my body as well. Both of those gentlemen, college professors, the one who you would think, hell no, graduated, or I think he's a, I, he graduated from Yale, and now he's a college, or no, he now he's a college professor at Yale. Are you talking about the same person who was surprised by the end of a Berenstein Bears book in my parents' backyard? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I'm sorry. Yes. I, I'm not giving him enough credit. 
He wasn't surprised. <laughs> he, he knew it was going to happen. Was, he was happy that he knew the conclusion of it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That gentleman has graduated, has and now, let a PhD, me s- and is a college professor. Good for him, yeah. man. That's fucking awesome. It's amazing. Yeah, it's great. It's amazing. So, kids, it doesn't matter if you do acid. <laughs> Or a shit ton of acid. <laughs> yeah. he, and, and he wasn't, he wasn't, this wasn't, we weren't reading a Berenstein's Bear book when we were children. He was 19 years old or. Yeah, maybe older. Because well, he's all, he was much older than uh, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. So we were like 14. If we were like 14, 15, he was probably right. like 19. Yeah. And he was in our parent, in my backyard um, because everyone used to <laughs> hang out at my parents' house. And there was a bear, an old school Berenstein Bear book. And he read the whole thing. And I remember looking at this dude being like, why is this old man in my backyard reading a book? And then he finally. Finally got to the last part, closed the book, looked at me and went, I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> and was so happy that he knew, like he just figured out the fucking sixth sense. <laughs> I forgot all about that. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, man, that's hilarious. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing how uh, well, good. Maybe there's around. hope for us then, right? Maybe we'll become uh, right. But let me tell you, when I <laughs> what a piece of shit I felt like when I saw that. <laughs> Where did you find that out through the Facebook? Yeah, yeah, wow. The book, the book. Well, let me say something about those dudes is they were always cool dudes, yeah, and they were always intelligent, yeah, 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 always yeah, intelligent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just yeah. You know, the one, the, the one, drugs. the one dude, um, the, uh, the one dude used to call me Shakespeare because we, me and him, we would talk mm-hmm. about books all the time. Yeah. He'd always yeah, be like, yo, what's up, a, Shakespeare? He's a, a lit teacher. Yeah. I think at a high school. Yeah. And the other one's a history professor. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Good for that, man. Yeah. Which they always spoke about. No, yeah. They, you know, the one would always talk literature and the other would always talk history and. Yeah. It just so happens. Yeah. I remember talking about uh, Jack Kerouac. With, yeah. Uh, with, uh, with that dude. <laughs> you know, and we were, you know, and I was like, oh, this is cool. This is cool. So I can do it's cool. So. Yeah. I miss your taste and your see-through clothes. Well, got to vent a little bit. Yeah, I'm sorry that yet again the court system has failed. One RTG. Yeah. One day you're gonna have a you're gonna have a victory when I it comes to the so, courts. Man. I'm trying to get out of this mud hole <laughs> that they stomped in your ass. Seriously. Um, thank you for listening to the Awkward High Five podcast. We may or may not have one more show be- before our year in review high five surprise you like the bears <laughs> so keep a look out on soundcloud or itunes or the website or your preferred vehicle of downloading the awkward high five and there might be an episode that pops up on saturday yeah when you go leave that review take a look maybe you'll see a new episode but if not um definitely we will have again the year in review episode that we're doing um on tuesday a week from today and uh it'll be up that night or wednesday and then after that we'll see you in the new year yes, leave a review on iTunes for the party follow us on Twitter and uh, we'll see you in a few short days if I knew a breakup man I can't break you up and taste you again with love with breath wanna smoke you up even though my chest hurts smoke you up get more pain less wanna smoke you up hit him my best and I'm out of love with love with breath wanna smoke you up even though my chest hurts smoke you up get more pain less wanna smoke you up Thanks for listening to the Awkward High Five podcast. For more episodes, visit awkwardhighfive.com.